You're listening to the Murdoch Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Murdoch Podcast. Today's guest is one of my closest friends. His name is Brian, and we're going to be talking about guns and hope you guys enjoy this uh, episode. Thank you. Obviously, I have you on this podcast today because you are actually one of my friends that owns more than one gun, you know, and first question I really want to have with you is uh, where did you or when did you know that you wanted to have own your first gun? Um, probably when I was a kid, just, you know, watching movies, thinking that guns were cool, yeah. the basic stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, you, uh, you see them on TV, everywhere in entertainment, and you just kind of, you want to be that action hero like you see on TV, right? When I finally grew up, started making my own money, uh, I completely forgot about all that. Didn't really care about guns, yeah. you know? I was, uh, I was in the mindset of, uh, you know, like, oh, you know, the cops are right around the corner, so anything that ever happens, I can just give them a call. They'll come. Um, but... Yeah, uh, it was it was never a passion up until I bought my first one. It was always more of a, you know, like they look like fun, you know, going out to the range, shooting, you know, paper targets and whatnot. Uh, so up until I was, I didn't get my first one until I was 25 or 26. So it took a while and it was more or less because I was just curious. I went to the gun range one day. I hadn't hadn't shot since I was 10 years old. <clears throat> So uh, I thought to myself, you know, I wonder what it's like to shoot more than a 22. When, when I was 10 years old, one of my uncles, uh, a few of my uncles took me and all the little cousins, right? We're all nine and 10 years old, 11 years old. Yeah. And they took us shooting to like the mountains, but all they took was their 22s because we're so young, right? They didn't want to have us get hurt, you know, things like that. And that was the last time I ever touched a gun. So by the time I was, you know, old enough to, uh, to have my own money and to kind of, you know, get the ball rolling again on like, hey, let's uh, let's try this. Let's try guns. You know, let's let's see. Let's see where it, where it leads. Um, I was doing archery before that. And one of the reasons I wanted to get a I wanted to get a rifle first. Right. Because I got Oregon Trail, the game Oregon Trail. Mm -hmm. oh, oh, that, dude, yeah. If I, I mean, shoot all those oxes and you couldn't carry them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like you have shot all of your bullets. <laughs> it, starts with, it starts with pets first, man. I'm just right. saying. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, it started with uh, with archery. So I bought I bought my bow, and you know I started practicing and stuff. And um, some of the people that I talked to at the at the archery range uh, would tell me, you know, if you know, uh, it's more difficult to shoot a bow than it is to shoot a rifle. I didn't know what that meant. I thought it'd be you know I thought it'd be easier because you're you know less distance because of the limitations of the bow or the arrow. Um, so just out of curiosity, I was like, you know what? I want a, I want a rifle. Let me see what that's all about. You know, it's another form of hunting. Um, so let's try that out. So I went to a shooting range, uh, rented a, a rifle at first. Uh, it was a lever action. I can't remember the model, but it was, I believe, in 30-06. And like the recoil, you know? So yeah. you, you feel, uh, I felt a really small... Um, action or there was a really small action which is the trigger pull right you your index finger pulls the trigger 
and it's only pulling it a fraction of an inch. And the boom and the percussion that comes out of that fucking thing is massive, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you're wearing, you're usually in, in, a, in a shooting range, you're wearing your earmuffs, you're wearing your, uh, your glasses for safety, but you can still feel it. You can still hear it. It's still deafening. So you know there's power behind that trigger pull. Right. Tiny little action has a huge consequence. You start to get power hungry, man. Like after I first shot my first gun, again, as an adult, I thought to myself, holy shit, this is fucking awesome. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm holding like, I can end a some, peacemaker. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I can do some fucking damage, you know, yeah. with a single pull of a trigger. Um, so after that, you know, just being a guy, you know, full of testosterone, you start going like, all right, let me, let me shoot another gun. Yeah. You know, let me try something else. You know, so from there you make your way to shotguns and then from shotguns, you make your way to handguns and then revolvers. And then it just keeps, you know, going down the road until you start, you know, you start uh, dreaming about having at least one of each gun, at least, and that's putting it pretty mildly. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's how I got into. It. That's how that's how I came to be. That I started collecting my stuff. So then, your first gun was a rifle. Then. Mm. -mm. That was the first gun that I shot as an adult. Okay. Uh, was a thirty out six. My first gun, uh, at the time I was traveling. I was uh, I was not at home. Uh, I was living with strangers or living in hotels and I just needed something for protection. So did a little bit of research, asked some of the guys at the shooting range, what would you guys recommend? And they said, uh, handguns are good for carrying um, and they're good for, uh, for emergencies, but unless you have a carry permit, you can't legally carry one. Mm -hmm. So if you're gonna be in your hotel room or in somebody's house, a shotgun is probably one of the better ways to go you know, you, you have a much bigger, if you, depending on what kind of uh, shell you use for the shotgun, um, you can do more damage. It's easier to, um, to mitigate the recoil because it's got a, a, a buttstock that goes on your shoulder. Um, and uh, since I didn't have a permit to, to carry a handgun, I decided my first one's gonna be a shotgun. So that's where I bought my 12 gauge, my uh, Mossberg 590. And I bought it literally just as a home defense uh, rifle or a home defense shotgun. Yeah, I uh, always wanted to own a gun. Mm -hmm. uh, the way I was living my life a lot younger mm -hmm. was not a good idea to yeah. own a gun. Yeah. So obviously you know me a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I think my, my interest in weapons, they're there, I, I like them. Uh, I remember as a kid shooting a rifle mm -hmm. in the neighborhood with my dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, well, I, I didn't pull it. I was, looking, I was a pussy. Mm. But he was like, there, I think there was a, either a dog or a cat. He was like, look, just point the gun, shoot it. And I was like, my dad's evil. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah. then, um, one of my biggest problems with, uh, with, uh, with other gun owners is just that a lot of them are really not responsible. Well, yeah, you know? I mean, and it hurts my heart because I think everybody should own a gun. I think everybody's entitled to be able to protect themselves. But then you get people who are evil. Yeah. Who fuck that up for everybody else. You know what I mean? Takes just one bad apple to ruin the bunch. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. I, I, yeah, like I said, I, I remember uh, I had that gun in my hand. It was a rifle, too. And then I was going to pull it. I think it was a rifle with a 22 mm. ammo. I was going to pull the trigger. Then I started thinking about it. I was like. 
that bullet is going to travel beyond that pet, probably. Mm -hmm. So I never pulled the trigger. And then uh, I think I shot a gun maybe when I was in my, my teens, somewhere like from 15 to 17. Mm -hmm. I shot a gun and that power behind, like you were explaining, I was like, whoa. Mm -hmm. I was like, yes, I want one, definitely. I do definitely wanted one. But I kept getting in trouble with the law, and I was like, uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know what? I don't, I don't need to get caught up with the gun on me. It's yeah. all good. So, but yeah, man, uh, with you, it's actually when I started uh, being able to shoot more guns, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing, too, that I, I want to bring up is that you respect the fuck out of these guns, regardless if they're loaded or not. You, exactly. know, you always tell me to treat these weapons as, they're, as if they're always loaded, mm -hmm. you know? And I keep that in my, in my head anytime I touch a gun, you know? Mm -hmm. One thing I always find disrespectful from people that own guns, even if it wasn't loaded, like they'll just point it to somebody. And I was like, mm, yeah, don't do that to me, buddy. I, I never liked that. And that's why yeah. I really liked what you said that always treat it like it's loaded. Yeah, that's one of the, uh, that's like rule number one of the fundamentals of, uh, of gun ownership or gun handling in general. Um, you always want to treat any gun and all guns as if though they're loaded, even if they're not, even though. Even if you yourself have double checked them, triple check, check that there's no ammo in them, you always want to treat it as a, it's loaded. It's not, it's not out of fear, it's out of good practice. Because when one day when it is loaded and you do have to use it for either competition, self-defense, or, or what have you, uh, uh, the first thing in your mind is going to be this gun can do real damage. So it... it um, it trains you to be a, a, a safer and more effective shooter. Right. Again, whether you're uh, defending yourself or you're just doing a competition or you're just doing it for fun if you're just going to the range. Like when me and my friends go to the range, um, uh, we take a lot of new people, uh, people who've never shot before. And it's good practice for me because I get to treat a gun and at the same, the way I treat the gun as if though it's loaded, I'm also teaching that new person, this is what you should be doing yeah, as well. You're teaching someone a good habit. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, having good habits and, and practicing those good habits will, will trickle down to the people that you're showing. Like I said, I, I take a lot of people that have never shot before to the shooting range and I show them and I teach them the, the safety. Uh, this is and th that's one of them. That's that's really one of the basic ones. Treat a gun as if though it's loaded. Never point a gun at anything you don't intend to destroy. Uh, be aware of uh, what's in front of your target and what's behind it. And um, uh, what was the other one? <laughs> there's, there's a fourth one. I just can't remember it right now. Um, Shoot now. Ask questions later. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, I think that I think that was Trump's idea when uh, when he started coming up with the red flag, nah, black flag I, I, laws. I'm not gonna lie, I kind of voted for that guy just to deport my grandma. <laughs> now I gotta watch my own back. Right? Yeah, you gotta be careful, man. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, uh, I'm glad that that's stuck in your head because, like I said, that's one of the most important <clears throat> ones. Um, even if it's like a let's say a defective gun, you know, you don't want it. You don't want somebody else handling that gun. Uh, irresponsibly that's what that's where accidents can happen or you're teaching somebody who's never dealt with a gun you're teaching them bad habits and bad habits do lead to tragedies yeah um 
a lot of people you hear a lot of these cases of uh you know like oh you know the five-year-old got their parents gun and ended up shooting their little brother well guess what one that gun should have never been uh within hands reach hands reach of that child first Secure, yeah yeah first you know either it's got to be locked up or it's got to be hidden somewhere where only the the actual owner who's ever going to use it uh will, will ever be able to get to it um and two you have to teach everybody who's young you know a, a gun even though we we do treat them like toys like they're not they're they're weapons they're 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 instruments of death they really are yeah as much as i hate to say because i know a lot of people who are against guns are just gonna hear this and say like oh he even said it himself well you know it's it's the truth oh yeah you know? the truth behind that is that this is a weapon yeah, for self-defense it, it, it's an in instrument to defend yourself and the best way to defend yourself a lot of time is by killing the opponent yeah. you know um by or I should say by neutralizing the opponent. Yeah, by, neutralizing. Yeah, making sure that they never uh, are able to attack you again. Um, so so I, I'm a big believer in, in safety. That's why anytime I take people shooting, um, I try to teach them, you know, make sure that, that this gun doesn't point to anything that you, that you do not intend to destroy. Right. Because whether it's an accident or or it's just you being negligent, it can happen, it has happened. History, you can find plenty of articles where, um, you know, somebody accidentally shot somebody else. Like, there's there's tons of stories out there. Yeah, who was that? Was it the president? The president shot somebody? Uh, no, it was the vice president, vice uh, president, Dick Cheney. Yeah, Dick Cheney, fucking asshole, shot his friend. Quotation marks, face. accident. Yeah, accidentally shot, yeah. yeah. I'm like, what did he know? Did he yeah. know something about the Clintons, too? Or yeah, no, something about W? That, that island? <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, that pedo island. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, accidents happen. So, you know, and, and I'm happy that it's stuck in your mind you know, to, uh, to always be, to always treat a gun yeah. as of, as if though it's loaded. Well, not only did it stick in my mind, man, but anytime, like, if someone's showing me their guns, mm -hmm. like, I'm always like, dude, you got to treat that weapon like it's loaded, regardless mm -hmm. if it's not. Not everybody has the same mentality as you when they're handling a gun, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Yeah. Man, there's been... I've seen it, yeah. I think, I, I, like, a while back, man, I was watching this, like, you know, I get into, like, the dark web of the, I don't know, just videos, just popping up random videos, and it's like this video popped up oh. of this girl down this the guy, rabbit hole. Yeah, down the rabbit hole, man. Yeah. Um, this video of this girl, this guy's doing a, a live video on Facebook, and he's waving his gun, and his girl gets the gun from him, and she's waving the gun, and the gun goes off and just shoots him in boom, the head. Boom! Shoots this guy right in the head. Yep. I saw that one. And I was like, mm -hmm. idiots. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for who whoever died in that video, but I'm telling you right now. You die in that way, and there's so many videos like that. You guys deserve it because you guys are fucking stupid. You're treating a loaded gun as a toy. Yeah. That thing is. And they were sensitive. Doing it, and they were doing it for what? For views, right? For views, yeah. For views, right? So people die. People die over videos just for other people to like them. There's a there's a case of um these uh you this YouTuber couple, and uh, I don't know if you've ever heard this, and and it's partially true. Uh, a bullet, like a lot of handgun bullets, will not go through a phone book, right? You know mm -hmm. how thick a phone book is, right? Because of all the pages, yeah, it it really can become a shield. While the guy, the the youth from uh, the YouTuber couple, the guy 
uh, had a 44 uh, or not a 44, a 50 caliber Desert Eagle. That's the one of the biggest rounds you can get for a handgun, uh, for a semi-automatic ha handgun. Oh yeah, I heard and, about this. Yeah. yeah, and he told his girlfriend, "Go ahead and shoot me. I'm gonna have a phone book, and we're gonna show YouTube. They're not gun tubers. Uh, gun tubers are people who are on YouTube and review guns. Exp you know, try to show you training tips, uh, stuff to do with guns. These were not those people. These were just random. You know, they did like funny videos yeah. and you know, type of people who just do videos for for the laughs, right? Yeah. And Again, they're not they're not really gun people. They they don't know a lot of this stuff. So he had his girlfriend shoot him. Yeah, right in the chest, and, right? Yeah, and she killed him. Yeah, he died. That that's really sad because like it's, no no one in their right mind should ever do that. Well, there's no common sense there. Like, hey, let me do a test run just to see what happens. You know, just with the book. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's cool. Just shoot the book. Yeah, no. Yeah, it, I'm uh, pretty sure they saw a video where that happened with the lower uh, caliber. Ammo, yeah. yeah, lower caliber. And oh, I got a gun. We can do that. Yeah. Didn't even think twice, probably about. Well, and uh, so there's uh, there's the video, the actual video of 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 when it happened, and then there's video of before uh, the uh, the incident, the, before the actual incident, and he's trying to convince her to do and she doesn't want to this is the saddest part right this is like this is the part that broke my heart because she was crying she was like you can hear her there's no actual video it's just it's a video but uh, audio it, yeah but it's it's audio only it's like he had his phone down or something or the camera the lens wasn't on yeah. on anything and uh she's crying she's like i don't want to do this i don't want to do this and like you can hear her like her voice breaking up and she's like, I don't want to do this. And he's like, it's okay, baby. It's okay. Don't worry. I'm going to be fine. You know, I know what I'm doing. Fucking dumbass, right? Like, yeah. never ever fucking say that you know what you're doing. It's usually going to Especially if you're barely having sex for the very first time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're just asking her. Yeah. Well, yeah, but you got a front, right? You got a flex, right? Yeah, a little bit. You got it. Um, but yeah, and that's that's the saddest part is that. my first time. <laughs> Yeah, and that's uh, but that's the saddest part is that you know they treated, they treated the gun like a, essentially like a toy. You know, um, yeah. they thought they were gonna get all the views because they were doing something extremely dangerous, and you know, and now she's in. I think they, I think they dropped the case against her, but she still got into a lot of trouble. She was she was trial, she went to trial for murder, mm -hmm. but I think they ended up. The DA ended up dropping the case because eventually when the rest of the videos came out, like they, they knew like it wasn't intentional. It was a stupid, stupid accident. But now that girl has to live with that. Yeah. Like your one stupid fucking decision is now going to ruin your life because God knows how many fucking nightmares that poor girl's having at this yeah. point. You know what I mean? Anytime she sees anything on YouTube, she's probably going to think of, oh shit, you know, I, I killed that. my, I killed my boyfriend. Yeah. Over what? Views? Over something stupid like getting more views. Yeah, I mean, uh, if anyone out there that owns a gun and is listening to this and like, man, I play with my guns all the time, nothing happens to me. <clears throat> Don't think that way because that's exactly how accidents happen. I thought the gun wasn't loaded. Mm -hmm. uh, anywhere from, I didn't mean to do that. The gun went off on its own. The gun didn't go off on its own, man. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. 
I hear, it takes a person. I hear a lot of, uh, oh, I was just cleaning it and, and it went off. Well, if you were just cleaning it and it went off, you already weren't following like the fundamental um, That's the same thing uh, I say safety. when I masturbate. It just went off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Your girlfriends are probably sick and tired of that excuse. Yeah. That's why I'm single. <laughs> Jesus. Anyways, back to the guns. Mm -hmm. Not my deadly weapon, but your deadly weapons. Right. No, but yeah, man. Um, all jokes aside, yeah, it, it sucks when I hear somebody that accidentally shot someone or they accidentally shot themselves. Uh, there's a bunch of videos of people showing off with guns and the guns going off and they're acting all tough until that gun goes off and then they turn into this little kid mm -hmm. screaming for their mom. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, like I always... I mean, I love shooting. Don't get me wrong. It's expensive to go shooting. It is. It and is. Then Especially you, here in California. Yeah, and then you... You're like one of those people that I know for sure that after going and having fun with your, your toys at the shooting range where it's safe and all that, you come home and you start cleaning them out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, 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 I'll clean the important ones because sometimes you just don't have enough time. I, have, I take so many of them that it's going to take me like four or five hours just to clean every single one of them. So I'll clean, I'll clean the more important ones once I get back. And then before I go shooting the next time, I'll clean whatever I didn't clean the last time. Um, so yeah, uh, but yeah, always clean your guns too. They can cause a malfunction by just simply by being dirty. It always happens. Yeah. So uh, if you guys own the guns, man, make sure you guys are cleaning them. All right, man. Uh, actually tell me what is the process of, uh, cleaning your weapons, making sure that they're up to date and, uh, ready to go. All right. So, uh, depending on the, on the gun, uh, you do a field strip, which is the most basic way to uh, disassemble your firearm. You're not disassembling every single aspect of it or every single part. You're just doing the, the parts that are exposed to, uh, to the gunpowder burning. So it's usually going to be your barrel. Uh, you have to expose your trigger mechanism. You don't have to take it apart. You just have to expose it. <clears throat> the slide um, and, and or the bolt. Uh, those are like the main the main ones. So once you have everything apart, every gun, every model of gun is a little different. You can go to their websites or read even the instruction booklet that came with them, and it'll show you exactly what to do to field strip. Uh, once you've got everything torn apart, uh, you spray it down with uh, some kind of gun cleaner. It's usually going to be uh, CLP or some kind of solvent that'll uh, eat away at carbon. Um, carbon's created when the, um, when the gunpowder burns and cal calcifies uh, some of the exposed areas of the metal. Uh, you spray it let, it, let it soak for a couple minutes, and then you go with uh, either a brass brush or, or um, a plastic brush. Yeah. And you just kind of clean it up. You you know you make sure that it's gets in every nook and cranny. <clears throat> Take some clean rags, clean it all off. To your barrel, you run a bore brush through it. Um, a couple patches of uh, of uh, what do you call it? Uh, lint free um, uh, tissue, mm -hmm. and uh, you know with the uh, lubricant or, or the cleaner already in the barrel. 
and that makes sure that that it it cleans everything off um, feeding ramp is really important uh, if you have a gun you'll know what, what your feeding ramp is make sure that that's clean and free of obstructions otherwise it can cause a jam um, make sure that the trigger mechanism is nice and clean and lubricated and then you put everything back together make sure that you know you're not soaked in lubrication you just have enough to have everything slip and slide nice and easy. Mm -hmm. And uh, you should be good until the next time. Um, yeah, it's, it's important. It can, cause, it can cause jams, it can cause malfunctions, it can cause uh, premature wear. So, you know. That's, uh, that's uh, not for cleaning, right? If you don't clean your gun, that's one of the things that will. Yeah. The side yeah. effects of not cleaning your weapon. Yeah, some things, something will break or something yeah. will. Um, uh, I've, I've had a couple of times when people have brought me their guns and um, they try to pull their trigger and their, the weight of the trigger pull becomes so much heavier because it's so dirty. So if you think about it, like your regular everyday Glock has a trigger pull of like, you know, five pounds or, you know, give or take five pounds. Right. Um, if you never clean it, you can you're looking at like seven or eight pounds of trigger pull that's that's really yeah. heavy on on your finger on your trigger yeah. finger um it messes up your accuracy it uh it can cause you to not pull the trigger on time if you're in a yeah it's free like add that second delay exactly yeah that second um, those seconds count man they they really do count if you're in competition they count and if you're in self-defense situation every second counts every second counts so sure. yeah keeping your gun um uh clean and lubricated will mitigate that it'll it'll allow your uh, your mechanisms uh, uh, inside the gun to work smoothly and that's what you want you always want a smooth you want a smooth trigger pull you want uh, when you rack the slide you want it to you don't want it to sound like there's sand inside the fucking gun right um, you know if you have a bolt action you don't want it to jam when you lift the, the bolt you know and you try to slide it back you don't want it to jam because then guess what if you're hunting there goes your deer, you know, yeah. it's gone. There goes, there, there goes your prey. Um, if you have a shotgun and, <clears throat> and it's happened to me before because I sometimes forget to clean certain parts of, of my shotgun, my uh, pump action won't rack back down and then I'm fucking stuck, right? So I had to, you know, like retrain myself to clean a specific part of my, my pump action. Right. Because if I can't rack my shotgun, after the first round, if that motherfucker's not dead, then I'm fucking dead. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, very important to maintain. Maintenance is very important. Yeah. Um, and with these, uh, the, the stuff that you use to clean up, is that a whole kit or you got to buy things separate, like the brushes and the, the lubricants? <clears throat> most most, uh, most gun, sh gun shops, uh, or, I mean, you can go to Amazon. Most of them come in a kit. Most kits are pretty good. You know, a $30, $40 kit is going to probably last you a lifetime. Uh, I've gotten into the habit of buying specific things. Um, the cleaners are always separate, so you have to pick, you have to pick whatever cleaner you want. Yeah. Um, I use CLP. I've never had a problem with it. There's another one called uh, Liberal Tears, which uh, is a lubricant and cleaner. Um, Sounds like there's buy those. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a Hops number nine, and that's... Um, that's an old school like hunters use that kind of stuff yeah. but yeah there's about a million different different types of cleaners you can use motor oil clean wd really yeah yeah clean yeah 10w 30 weight you know yeah. or 5w 30 weight 
um, put it on a rag, you know, and just start, you know, brushing away whatever, uh, whatever components that need cleaning. And that usually does the trick for more, most stuff, but it's really messy. And so. do, you, do you buy that stuff online or do you, do you like go to the stores, like gun stores? 50-50. Uh, yeah, I, I've bought stuff at Turner's. I've bought stuff at Bass Pro. Um, the more, when I was experimenting to see which one I liked more, I will, uh, I'll buy them on Amazon because it's, it's harder to find some of the more specific stuff. Yeah. Um, I, I use CLP for everything, but there is for a couple of my guns that like get um, that get uh, that get a lot of carbon. They're carbon he heavy. Uh, I use uh, like an actual solvent that'll actually dissolve, not lubricate at all. Just completely dissolve uh, carbon, and then I have to lubricate it with a separate product. So that stuff I do have to look for it online because it's not. It's not readily available in a store. Right. And sometimes Amazon's just easier. You know, why yeah. am I going to drive? The nearest gun shop to me is fucking, is fucking San Bernardino. So it's like, you know, 20 minutes away. Yeah. Why drive out there when they're going to ship it to me for the same price? You yeah. Know? Save your time some gas and miles. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they do come in kits. Um, they do come, everything that is in that kit comes separate. Uh, some of that stuff I make myself. Some of the patches I just cut up. Um, uh, I have like old underwear that I cut up and made it to, into cleaning rags, you know, don't that worry. I got, why, I, I got rid of the skid marks. I was going to say that explains why your guns smell like shit sometimes, but <laughs> right. I don't know why I'm smelling your guns. Now I know to stay away from smelling your guns. Stop sniffing my barrels, bro. I, barrels, draws, it's, <laughs> it's all the same. It's all to you. Yeah. No, but yeah. Um, anyone that's ever interested in, uh, clean, your guns, hopefully I answered that question. Or actually, Brian answered that question for you guys. Um, <laughs> what can I say else? Um, I know you said that you used to uh, do ar archery. Mm -hmm. What got you into that? I don't really remember. You saw Rambo, to... didn't you? It was fucking Rambo. No, nah, dude, uh, what was it? Fucking Robin Hood. You know the Man the the Fox? No. Oh. The Disney one. The oh. one with the fox and the... I can't swim. <laughs> You're in a pond. I knew that. <laughs> yeah. Robin Hood Men in Tights definitely was, a, was an inspiration. When he Rambo had the, when he had those four, the, four, uh, the four arrows. Four yeah. arrows on that boat. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, I don't really remember. But I do remember at the time. Uh, I think I was already looking into it. And at the time, I was uh, one of my work buddies. He was like, of, like an avid uh bow hunter so he did it every season he would come back with you know he he had a, a sleeve tattooed of i don't know if it was like a picture that he took or what it was but it had like the uh what do you call it um it had the in the scene it had a like a couple of trees a field and a deer that he had shot and then if you looked in one of the trees they, that was supposed to be him crouched in the tree with a bow at full draw ready to release that arrow nice yeah it's a beautiful piece um full of color like really uh, uh vibrant um but he's the one i didn't get to get into it because of him but he's the one who kind of like mentored me like a little bit forward to it um because uh, i i had no idea what went into it but he's the one who told me look you know start off really small you know buy your gear 200 bucks and you can buy 
decent cheap gear right and then from there you can build on if you like it because it if you don't like it then you're just wasting money but unlike guns where guns are expensive to shoot bow once you have your gear already purchased unless you're unless you're one of those people who just keeps upgrading and upgrading and upgrading or buying more bows like i have three myself but that's all i'll, I'll probably ever have yeah because i'm so I'm, I'm really satisfied with the way they shoot right um that's my investment is already done my arrows i've already paid for mm -hmm. i can reuse my arrows until i start to lose them um which i've only ever lost two you know yeah so um practice arrows are the same ones that i sh that i would shoot to hunt so there's there's no real expense whereas with ammo for for guns shotguns whatever like you're paying for it. They're one time, most of the time they're one time use unless you're reloading. And even then, like you're spending a lot of money if you're yeah. reloading too. Nah, uh, man, I remember uh, shooting a bow when I was a kid. Obviously mm -hmm. I didn't know shit about nothing. Oh, fuck that, fuck. You pull that bitch back and I remember like the tension on it. Mm -hmm. And I let go and that thing just- Oh, scrape your scraped arm? Scraped across yeah. my arm. And ever since then, I'm like, the ass sick of me ain't gonna fuck with that. <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. Fuck yeah. it. Well, yeah. first thing- uh, I'm gonna throw a rock. Yeah. Yeah, one of the first things that they taught me, um, my first, the first time I ever shot a bow was with an actual instructor, just at a beginner's class. Once once you're done with the beginner's class, um, you can kind of learn on your own. It's just it's all mostly just practice, practice, practice. Um, uh, that's one thing that that she taught me was like the very first thing. She was like, make sure that your elbow is pointing out, not down. That's what that's yeah. It. So once your elbow's pointing out your uh your forearms actually already moving out of the way if it's pointing down the way the way we would normally hold like let's say like a beer out to a friend your look at my elbow yeah, it's pointing down right down. but with a bow you actually you're twisting your your, your hand is staying the same yeah but your elbow your elbow is actually pointing outward yeah and that removes you'll never hit your forearm even then, you still wear a brace. You still wear like a guard. It's yeah, called just a, in case. Yeah, um, with uh, with long bows, recurves, non-mechanical type bows, you always wear a wear a hand guard, um, a forearm guard. With a compound bow like that one right there, uh, the more mechanical bows, yeah, you don't need it. Uh, it's super rare that anybody's ever hurt themselves like that. This just like the mechanics of it for whatever reason. It just doesn't happen. Right. Um, the bow is actually designed in a way where it just kind of keeps your hand away from it. It keeps it away from your hand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah. Now fuck that, I'm gonna put a fucking rock on a string. I seen fucking, uh, what was that? Uh, what was that movie that Melvin Gibson made? Uh, I can't even put, wow. That's how white I am now, bro. <laughs> I can't even say shit in Spanish. <laughs> Apocalypto. Apocalypto. Damn, you even uh, fucked it up then. <laughs> I know, bro. And I, I was trying to fucking joke around, and I really fucked it up. Yeah. Anyways, sorry, my uh, Mexican people, but uh, <laughs> I'm a coconut, pretty much brown on the outside, but pretty much white in the end. Mm -hmm. I'll it's be your cool. friend, but I'll deport you if you fuck with me. <laughs> sorry, it's just yeah. the way it is. Best weapon to use, man. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, man. I always wanted like weapons. I like, dude. I remember being. A kid and my dad giving me like this. I don't know if he bought this thing out of the yard store or something. It was like a battle axe, mm -hmm. but the axe itself, the head, was out of a stone. Oh, like it was wow. black. Yeah, it was black and it was sharp. 
Yeah. And it was like, they did like a nice job of tying it down to the, the wood mm-hmm. piece. And the wood piece had like a, a grip design. Like the way they sanded it down, it was carved out. Mm-hmm. The way they had it, it was like when I grabbed it, it, it had a grip to it, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like the the head of it was heavy. And I would pick it up and we had a piece of, of like cut up tree in the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, uh, what was it? Like palm trees and shit? Mm-hmm. And we would, I would set them up and I would, I would chuck them. And then I, one time I chucked it and I missed the fucking the tree. And I think, I don't know what I hit, but that fucking thing didn't break. It looked like it was glass. The, the axe itself, like the head looked yeah, like it was yeah. made out of glass, but it was, yeah. it was a, a, a I type of stone. Yeah, I want to say it's called obsidian, but I could It was be black, wrong. man. It was black, yeah. but if you put it up it's to the light, rock. Yeah, yeah, you could see it. You could kind of almost see through it, like where mm-hmm. the thin parts were at. And I was like, what the hell? So I don't know where he got that from. Mm. I don't know what crackhead traded that for, like, an ounce of crack. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Talk, I, again, talking about, like, being on the wrong side of weapons, too, man. I was like, my dad was on the wrong side of weapons. He got shot five times. You know? I always told that fool he should have made a rap album. Could have been 50 cent, uh, centavos or whatever. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, yeah man. He, he got... I don't know what gun it was. I don't know. He said it was a revolver, but I don't know what caliber of the... The bullet was, I had to be small, man, because trust me, he got hit in the in the stomach, the arm, and the, well, he got hit first in the back. Mm-hmm. He said he fell from the, he, he kicked someone out of the house, and he said his first regret was, from that night, was turning on his back on somebody mm. he didn't know. Yeah. You know? And um, when he, he said he turned around, he felt some something hot just hit. He heard a noise and he felt something hot hit him in the back. Ooh, yeah. And he, he turned around, like, he saw the gun. The guy shot him two more times, I think, in the stomach. So that was already three. Then one in the arm. And then the last one was in the face, right in the nose. Oof. And then my dad said, like, right, he went to grab the gun as he was punching. And that's when the gun went off the last time. Yeah. And he said that's when he couldn't remember nothing. He woke up in the hospital. But I was like. You know, my mom, my grandma, my aunts used to always tell me that he sold his soul to the devil. Mm. And prior to that, when I was a kid, I didn't believe any of that. And then I was like, after he got shot like that, I was like, maybe he did, huh? I was like, man, hard to fucking kill, bro. I was yeah. like, damn. Like, yeah, uh, well, obviously my dad already passed away. But yeah, so, I mean, until he died, I mean, he had that bullet lodged in his, in his nose. Oh, like in the bone. Yeah. Like where your eye, your eye, where your eye and your nose meet. Yeah. Like that bone piece, it was stuck in there. There's no way they can take it out. Yeah. God damn. So he always told me when it got cold, mm. it would hurt. Or like if he was somewhere cold and he got out and it got hot, he could feel it. Like, damn. I was like, you got shot in the face, bro. Like, and you're not def- like disfigured or nothing. It was just yeah. like, it looked like they removed the mole. You know, like the little circle. Right. The circle the was scar, there. Yeah. yeah. Not like a indent, nothing like that. I'm yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I think I have this tough skin, but, you know, I get a paper cut. I'm, cr- I'm crying like a little bitch. <laughs> um, Those are the ones that hurt the most, man. Yeah, it's, a, it's the things uh, that, that you trust that hurt you the most. <laughs> nah, um, but yeah, man, I was, uh, like, that happened to him, and I, I think that was my first, like, interaction with uh, being on the, the opposite side of a, what a weapon can do, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I've been shot at once, actually. I, was, I don't know, man, what the hell I was thinking. There was some party, mm. being young and dumb again, in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. I'm over here thinking Life I'm badass. San Bernardino. Put my hands out like, like we ain't going to do shit. And I think they're like throwing firecrackers and I see everyone jump, like hitting the ground. And all I heard, like the bullets just fly by. Mm-hmm. 
And I looked down, I was like, oh shit, I almost died. <laughs> Play it off. Huh. Get up, you pussies. Let's get the fuck out of here. Right? Yeah, but you know, <clears throat> I can see the, the wrong side of like, just people using guns for the wrong reasons, and then there's mm -hmm. all these laws come into play, man. All these laws come into play, and it's like, oh, I mean, obviously, the biggest thing that's been happening in the last, what, 10 years or even 15 years is um, all these school shootings or mass shootings, man, and it, mm -hmm. it sucks, man, because, like, the first thing they do is they don't want to blame the person. They blame the gun first. Mm -hmm. Then they start going, oh, he had this in his background. i like, I'm sorry, man. I was like, but if, okay, if I had a son and he had a mental, like, a mental illness and I had weapons in the house... I'll do my best to uh, lock up my kid. Lock him away. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, uh, I was gonna to say lock, yeah, yeah. Lock up the yeah. Lock up the guns, right? Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. Definitely lock up the guns, or at least make sure that they're like he's unable to get to him. Like have him in the safe, like you have him in the safe. But then that room would be locked off too. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. It's a. Uh, it's a shame uh, because it's a. Uh, it's a. It's a very real problem when um, a lot of people that do own guns. Um, they don't find it necessary to to put them away in a in a safe manner. Um, I don't I don't believe that there should be a law for it. I believe that people should just be responsible and think things through. Hey, you know what? Um, I have a I don't know five year old or six year old who's really curious and he likes to go into into my bedroom and or likes to go into my office where I keep my guns. Yeah. Well. I should probably have a safe. Well, I should probably lock lock them up. Uh, that's part of being a responsible adult, you know. It's uh, you know would I know people I know a lot of people do it, but there's a reason why we're not supposed to drink and drive, right? It's yeah. part of being a responsible person. Um, uh, the uh, the fact that uh, responsible gun owners end up getting blamed for the irresponsible gun owners that's what that's what really uh that that's what really bothers me because i've i've always been again i'm very safety conscious yeah. right uh my guns are all locked up uh there's one that isn't but it's hidden in a place where only i know where it's at and it's my it's my night gun that's the one that yeah. i run to in case of emergencies yeah um when I'm outside of the house, that gun gets locked up back in the safe. When I'm inside my house or in my, on my property, that gun is where it needs to be. Whenever there's a party, uh, last week's perfect example, people were coming over and uh, my room was open for them to use the bathroom. Uh, I locked it up. You know, I, I took it out of its hiding place. I put it back into the safe. I was also drinking that night, like heavily. So... I'm not going to be able to use it anyways. So it gets right. locked up. It gets put away. And that's, it's, it's really simple. You know, think about the consequences of, uh, of not, of not being responsible with your gun. But then you, you get, you see these stories with people who are not responsible. You know, people, their own kids shooting each other because some idiot didn't put away their gun. Or the more tragic ones, like um, some of the school shootings where the kids didn't buy the guns. It was the parents who bought the guns. And the parents, unfortunately, 
weren't responsible enough to either one put them away or two get rid of them if they saw that the the kids you know had uh mental health issues yeah um, i think um honestly that uh a lot of people don't think that oh my son's gonna do that or my kid or my brother or my dad will do something like that because it's not just kids man it's just anybody it, in general it's anybody yeah it really is yeah which actually sucks man because like for an example if i was the one that uh would take your gun if i live with you and i go and shoot somebody or, or shoot a crowd or whatever the case may be you know right behind that is all those anti-gun people see this is why we shouldn't have guns in that you could put a goddamn gun on the table and have a Mexican, African-American, and a Caucasian guy. And let's see who that gun shoots first. <laughs> it's not going to shoot nobody, man. It's not. It's, it doesn't care about who you are, where you're at, how rich or poor you are. Yeah. It's the person behind that that cares about that. Exactly. You know, the, exactly. Uh, the people that do the, they get bullied, man. Don't know how to take out their frustration because we're stuck on social media that in social media, it's so easy to just block somebody and fuck them. In person, when you have that confrontation, and I think that's what a lot of kids don't know how to deal with, mm -hmm. is confrontation. Um, you know, they suppress it, and it goes down, and then mixes up with their, their chemicals of anger, and, oh, my dad has a gun. Fuck that. I'll just kill this guy. Mm -hmm. You know, and then they start blaming guns. They start blaming video games. They start blaming bad parenting. Yeah. You know, and who knows what that kid's going through, too, beyond, beyond what the bullying would be for, for school shootings. Right. And uh, that's, that's not to say that, you know, children, especially in their teens, they're, they're unstable. They're, they're chemical imbalanced. Uh, yeah, they're chemically imbalanced. Their brains are still developing. So it's, it's a very critical time in, in the development of the brain. Um, you add trauma to it, like bull, being bullied or up. A really fucked up situation at home maybe like dad's an alcoholic mom's a drug user whatever the case know, may be yeah. yeah whatever the case is and all of a sudden you have like this perfect fucking molotov cocktail you know and then you just all you need is a light and usually it's a gun yeah and you know some of these you know kids you know they find it easy to they want to make a statement and everybody knows fastest and most unfortunately uh the uh popular way to get most, that yeah right now through the, a weapon yeah is through, oh, is well, through gun. killing people yeah i mean know? honestly like that's another thing too i fucking blame social media for you're you're giving these active shooters the the treatment they want mm -hmm. they want to be recognized they oh, want yeah. to be known you know yeah. if we would i'm not saying cover up the gun shooting not saying that Still treat it like hey, this happened. We're not releasing who did it. We're not doing that. It kind of takes away from that thrill of I will be known forever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A, a lot of a lot of people are seeking recognition, and unfortunately, after the shooting, the worst part of the entire one of the not the worst part because the worst part is people actually like losing dying, their lives. Yeah. yeah, losing their lives. But one of the worst parts is that you you don't remember any of the victims, but you can i can rattle off like three or four shooters and you'll probably recognize them and know which shooting they they committed yeah and that's that's really sad okay. well, that's, not, that's not to say I've, I've never seen anybody glorify any of the shooters but unfortunately by mentioning their names and i and, and 
I really hate to say, you know, like, let's not mention their names because if, if you're going to write a history book, you have to have the details. Yeah. You know what I mean? Otherwise, you don't learn from your mistakes. Um, that's what that's what I love about history is that you get to go back to a recorded point in time and you get to see, oh, shit, this is where we fucked up. Let's not do that again. But at the same time, I'm like, we're we're making some of these people famous or infamous because we know their names, you know, and and I don't know. I, I, I think it's uh, we I think we've lost a lot of. Uh, a lot of sense of community. Yeah. It used to be back in the day when towns and cities were a lot smaller that you knew everybody. And somebody was having a bad day, you know, the neighbor knew because we were more attentive to each other. Now we have so much more distractions. I don't necessarily blame social media. We've always had some kind of media. We've always had TV media, radio, newspaper, whatever type of media. We've always had it. But... It seems like now it's so much more that we're, we can get distracted so easy. I can, I can literally spend two hours on fucking Instagram just yeah. looking up, you know, really hot girls holding guns. I, I've done it before. They're holding guns? <laughs> right, yeah. It's like, girls? <laughs> you know, depending, <laughs> depending on, uh, on, on I know, what, something what you like more. Uh, Chinese with dicks and guns, man. Right. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, and that becomes a distraction. And once you're distracted, you don't know if you're, you don't, you're not aware of your surroundings. So the parent that could have seen this child going through a really fucked up time is now distracted by either, again, I'm not going to blame social media alone. It might not be social media. They might be distracted by the alcoholic father, if it's the mother, you know, or vice versa. Or they might be distracted um, by, you know, like problems at work because they're overworked or yeah. or they're underworked so they don't have enough money. So there's always some kind of distraction which, you know, for a child, uh, especially in their, their, their de- developmental uh, stage, uh, it's really important to, for the parent to be like, you know what, he's going through something. Let me, let me, let me take a break and talk to him and find out what's going on. And if, guess what, if that kid is having fucking a so, uh, a, uh, uh, he's socially breaking down, then maybe we should think about getting him some kind of help, right? And if it's a grown person, somebody who's already a grown up, like maybe the neighbor might have, could have seen something, but they missed it because they were distracted by somebody, something else. Maybe the brother, maybe the sister, maybe... Uh, the the kid the kids would have seen something. I think a lot like too man is like a lot of people choose to ignore people have issues. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. and that's I think that's that's yeah. like under <laughs> underestimating your opponent in a fight. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I can totally see that. Yeah, like that's the same thing. Like, well, yeah, he has this issue, but like, who doesn't? No. You know, and just because you go through something. And someone goes through something, you guys are gonna feel the same amount or the mm-hmm. same feeling of pain or hate or or anger or confusion, mm-hmm. you know. And I believe that that one thing that because we're men, we're guys, mm-hmm. we always always have this in the back of our head is like we don't talk about uh, we don't talk about our we don't feelings. Talk about problems, yeah, yeah. We just got to deal with them. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? Even we're, me personally, we're, we're trained as kids yeah. to like boys don't cry. Yeah, we saw we we fucking deal with it. Yeah. 
So, yeah, like I said, like even with me, like dude, there's days that I'm like probably angry for no reason, mm-hmm. and there's probably some backlining to that. But in the back of my head, I'm like, we'll just get over it. We're gonna be fine. It's mm-hmm. just another another thing. But there's sometimes when I'm like really mad, and I really want to fucking like punch a bag or something. Right. And that same feeling would trip me out, man. It was like I thought about that feeling, that anger that I had, and I was like, man, these kids probably have the same thing, but don't know how to release it. Yeah. Or let it go. Me, I do. Now I do comedy. Mm. You know, and being up on stage and and joking and talking shit about my fucking crappy experiences of life, mm-hmm. and people laughing at it, it's like a release. Like, hey, here it is, out in the world. Yeah. You know, fuck it. You're listening. Mm. Now, I think a lot of people don't have people that want to listen. Mm. Yeah. You know, but if you're complaining about the same shit and you're not trying to fucking fix yourself, no one wants to hear that broken record playing over and over. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, uh I I would never be able to say this to somebody who's too young, but somebody who's my age or you know, like in their early 20s, I would say like, hey, it's personal responsibility, man. You know what I mean? If, uh, guess what? If you feel like shit, try to figure out what's wrong. You know, you have to make an attempt, right? Ask for help. There's nothing yeah. wrong with asking for help. There's I nothing have, wrong. Yeah, there's there's absolutely nothing and, wrong. And it starts with you seeking help. Yes, it, it starts with you admitting that you need fucking help. You know what I mean? It, it uh, I'll be the first one to say, look, I don't go crying and bitching to my mom every time something bad happens. Yeah. I try to solve it myself. But guess what? There's been a couple of instances where I'm like, this is beyond me. You know, I'm I'm in my early 30s. Yeah. My mom's in her 70s. Yeah. She's lived through so much more. And I know I can go to her for advice, right? Or or my uncles or, or my big brother. My big brother's 16 years older than I am. Yeah. I know he's been through a lot more. Yeah. So... What you're seeking is more a person that went through experience. Exactly. So they can so they can give me some kind of pointer like, hey, you know what? I was there where you were at and this is how I solved the problem. Yeah. Why don't you give that a try? You know, there's nothing wrong with, with taking that that uh that path. Well there's another thing too, man. What you just said is seeking advice, man. There's yeah. there's a lot of people don't want to seek advice or like no how how do you know? And like even me when I was a kid, or like, like let me give you a better example. When someone fucking told you the stove was hot and you had to fucking learn for yourself that the stove was hot. Oh, yeah. I still have burn marks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, that same thing goes with a lot of, a lot of different uh, things that go in, into someone's life situation. Hey, if you do this, you're going to party, man. You're not going to have enough money for, to pay your bills. Mm-hmm. Now I got this. And you realize you don't have money for the bills, but you regret going out, but you had a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, you're seeking help. Or you were, you're thinking about seeking help, but you didn't. And now you're in a different situation or something happens. And it's, I'm, I, right now I feel like we're talking about just playing the victim. Mm. But actually playing the other person on the other side is asking your friends. Hey, you good? Do you need help with anything? Right, exactly. A lot of people don't do that, man. We're all in our own world. Even me. I'm special in my own world, man. It's all mm. about me. That's, I always play that from the beginning. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, I'm older now. I understand that. Maybe sometimes I want to chill back and hit people up. Hey, what's up? Let's just hang out. Let's talk. Let's just bullshit. You know, because sometimes you want to talk to somebody. Right. And there's no one there. You know, mm-hmm. there's been times where I've been at home, like, fuck, I want to hang out with one of my friends, but everyone's busy. Mm-hmm. And then I get into this, like, I want to say depressed mode, but like this, fuck, like, I wanted to talk today to somebody. Yeah. And yeah. you don't got that. And a lot of people don't have that 
option of like, may, okay, maybe tomorrow I might talk to somebody. Right. They keep yeah. to themselves. You got to look for somebody or, or not look for somebody, but you got to find someone where someone's going to listen to your issues and you're going to listen to their issues and maybe trade off things. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be something that has to be your friend. It could be just somebody that might have gone through an experience like that or like you, they're talking about something like, hey, you know what? I'm kind of going through something like that. Yeah. How did you deal with it? Yeah. You know, instead yeah. of looking towards violence and, and anger, not doing something and going on these mass shootings. Because, man, the, honestly, what sucks about all this, anytime a gun pops up, first thing comes out, that's why we got to change the laws. Mm-hmm. We got to do this and that. That's why we got to ban them. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Like, what was that law they, they just did at the beginning of the year about the, uh, what was it, the M16? We can't buy none in California? You can. So, uh, no, dude, so that's going to take like a fucking hour for me to explain, but. Um, Let's dumb it, it down. Yeah, so I'll, I'll try to make it short and sweet. In California, like you dick. cannot have. <laughs> in California, you cannot have a regular AR 15. It has to be modified pretty heavily uh, to fit within certain parameters in order for you to be able to own that rifle here in California. Right. Uh, which sucks because it limits a lot of the functionality of that rifle. The reason that rifle is so popular and so cool and so awesome is because of most of the features that other people are trying to take away. None of those features are actually actually have anything to do with mass shootings or or any kind of safety thing. Most of them are cosmetic or comfort. A lot of a lot of those things are actually make you uh, a more accurate shooter. It's 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 the dumbest it's the dumbest set of laws that's that's ever been been done because it, it literally is it makes a rifle look scarier. So yeah. you're not allowed to have it. That that's all it is. Um, the other one would be uh, magazine capacity, which applies for any magazine in California. Any magazine, no matter when you bought it anymore, it used to be different. It used to be you can get grandfathered uh, magazines if you had them before a certain uh, before a certain date. You can have uh, whatever capacity you wanted, but now uh, any magazine cannot be over, uh, less than ten, uh, more than 10 rounds. And which doesn't make sense because it, you can carry multiple magazines and it, it doesn't take even a fucking, like it doesn't take even a, one second. And people have, there's videos out there of people actually putting this to the test where you can change a magazine in less than a second on, on, a, on a firearm. Yeah, practice, that's all it takes. <laughs> Literally, that's all it is, dude. Record holder is like 0.2 seconds, which yeah. is fucking ridiculous, right? Now, this is a guy that obviously he does it for competition, but I can tell you right now. But I can show you how good someone can become. Oh, dude, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's all that shows and, me. Yeah, and most, most, uh, most shooters, most mass shooters are people who have been practicing a lot yeah you know what i mean so it doesn't matter how much you like oh you you want to limit my uh my capacity on my magazines if you limit it to one you might get somewhere yeah but even then there's nothing to stop you from modifying your firearm to do whatever the fuck you want it to well here's one thing too man and i i don't know if anyone that's listening there's actually 
anti-guns. But if you're a fucking criminal, don't give a fuck how many laws you put up there in the air. I'm not going to fucking follow them. (laughs) Hey, dog, I was about to do this fucking liquor, you know, like rob this liquor. And, you know, well, I was going to use my AR, but it's illegal to use this in here. So do you recommend I use a revolver? Like, (laughs) no, motherfucker. They don't give a fuck. They're going to come through and they're going to use whatever weapon they need. And it's like you guys are always trying to not you guys. I'm sorry. But people are always trying to um, ban rifles and, and automatic weapons. And guess what's always at a liquor store? It's a handgun. You know, it's a handgun. But the only time you start crying about your, uh, not you, goddamn, I gotta stop blaming you guys. Like you're, it's you guys. People uh, want to blame rifles for when mass shootings happen. You know, the only reason I believe that people use those guns because they're, you're able to have a bigger clip in them. Um, Magazine. Magazine. Sorry, I was waiting for you to correct mm-hmm. me on that. Um, and it's just a scarier looking gun. It's uh, so so the the AR-15 is the most popular semi-automatic rifle in the United States, bar none. It's it surpasses any other semi-automatic rifle. That's not to say it's the most popular gun in general. Yeah. That would be probably the Glock 19. But the AR-15, as far as semi-auto rifles is the most popular it has sold and outsold many years running it doesn't stop the reason some of these shootings have been done with ar-15s is not because of what they are it's simply because of their the numbers yeah their availability right it's like it's like saying well what's the most popular car in the united states right now right let's Let's just throw this out there. It's the Honda Accord. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's the Honda Accord. That's the most popular just using car. an example, yeah. Yeah, we're just going to use it as an example. Well, odds are that the Honda Accord also is the, uh, is also takes top, uh, uh, top billing on the most uh, accidents in the United States. Yeah. Why? Because of the numbers. It's the most popular one. There's more Honda Accords out there. So guess what? Most accidents are gonna be with a Honda Accord, whether they're the ones that cause it or the ones um, uh, being affected by it. It's just a numbers game. So- Actually talking about a numbers game and all that, I liked uh, something that you told me a a while back was about how many home accidents is with the weapon. Mm -hmm. Children getting shot with the weapon and it's, the age is way out there where they're beyond the team, which yeah. I think was it twenty five, I believe. Yeah. So, um, so the uh, there was a study conducted. Um, uh, this was several years ago. This is probably like in two thousand thirteen. The numbers have come out since then, but I'm I'm, I'm not familiar with them. The um, uh, whenever a child, a quote unquote child, is brought into the ER over a gunshot wound, uh, their information is taken and it's put into a study. Or it's put into a, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, into a study. And uh, anybody who's anti-gun is going to try to try to prove this to you. They're going to say, well, you know, something like, you know. One in four kids are shot yeah, with their own. Yeah, with, with one in four kids are shot with a gun that they found at, at their own home. Well that's actually not a real number the real number is far far fewer 
when when the study says a child they're not talking about from a child is considered from two all the way to i think 17 or 18. these numbers are included including all the way to 26. yeah the ones that people are using for this study for uh i think moms demand action is using them uh uh what do you call it uh town what is it town safety or whatever it is it's it's it, it, these are these are groups that are anti anti-gun or anti-second amendment um uh groups they're using these numbers but they're not accurate you know if you're really going to question a child a child should be from the age of two because before two they're a toddler after two they're a child uh, all the way to 18 and even then they're already teenagers yeah um but they're using these numbers inaccurately they're also whenever whenever anybody is shot they're also questioning like well do you or somebody in your household own a firearm and most of these a answers uh would have you think that yes they do except that's not the question that they ask the question that they ask is actually do you know anyone who owns a firearm legally or illegally yeah that's not an accurate statement like if you're putting it into a study if you're going to put it into a study it would be does somebody in your house own a firearm and if the answer is no then it's no but you can't say like yeah well my uncle who lives you know three states over owns a gun but they're still using that answer as a as a positive check mark for their study oh yeah it's for their study it's benefiting them regardless exactly so it doesn't most of those, those studies, you have to look beyond what the, uh, what the headline on the, for the results are. You have to look at the parameters of the questions. You have to look at, okay, so this study asks this question of this person, right? Yeah. In our case, it would be the victim, the person who shot. Well, what's the question that they were asking though? Well, the question wasn't, does somebody in your household own a, a firearm? The question is, was, does somebody that you know own a firearm? Well, guess what? There's fucking 80 million uh, guns in the United States alone. Yeah. Odds are, you know at least one person that owns a firearm. So you're, give, you're being given false numbers. They're just worded, they're worded in such a way that they know that you're not gonna do your own research. So, and, and, and that's really, that's really messed up because a lot of people, people who aren't into it as much as I am or as much as you are, they're not going to do the research. I don't know. No. They're going to take the easy way out, which is, I'll just believe I'll just, it. I believe it. Said. And that's it right mm -hmm. there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, anybody out there that, you know, reads those stats on Facebook or, or social media or, um, news outlets you know just do your research don't just take someone's word for it man actually go out there if you're gonna say something about something know your facts you're right brian like yeah definitely read beyond the headlines remember yeah. the headlines are just to catch your attention but the actual information you got to dig deep for it yeah yeah i mean because i hate people that over here try to talk to me about like a shooting and then i tell them two things and then they go off on this whole little thing that they just read two seconds of right yeah and i'm like okay well did you research that mm -hmm. no but i read this part about it so you read a 
quarter of an article, then you didn't do your research on that article, but you're just basing your opinions on a bullshit article because that's what they are. And people do the same thing. Don't fucking believe what you read. Yeah. Do your research. Yeah, a, a lot of uh, a lot of news media outlets have been caught uh, taking um, uh, uh, taking quotes from websites like The Onion. I don't know if you guys are aware, but The Onion is a satirical news outlet. It's a joke. It literally, that is what they do. They're professional news media outlet, quote unquote, but it's all fake. And they admit to it. That's that's their thing. I it's heard like, a, few, a, few, yeah. a few times they fucking, they read that and they took whatever they said serious. Yeah, and people take it seriously. Like I it's, think like the it's Onion a real... was the one that caused the, the flat earth BS. Oh, yeah. They're probably the ones who started the yeah. th- that movement. Yeah. I think I heard that on Joe Rogan now. Yeah, and, and I, dude, and, and there's there's more. There's um, uh, the Onion's one of them. There's, what is it? Something Liberty or, I don't, I don't know. I, I can't remember the names of them. But there are, there are a few... And whenever they make something up, some idiot goes and reads it, and two or three times it's happened where a reporter will report on that article, not realizing it's it's satirical. Right. It's not real. Somebody wrote it to get laughs, and most of the time they're really funny. But I mean, that, that just so that actually just shows how gullible people are, how easy. <clears throat> someone's direction is turned and like okay we're doing this now that reminds me of being either a sheep or a shepherd right and yeah i actually tell people why well, i used to tell people this at work all the time i was like that's why you'll always be a sheep and i'll be a shepherd mm-hmm. i'm gonna lead you i won't lead you to no wrong but sheep are gonna believe what they want to believe and just go with the flow uh, you, you know what it is it's uh it's the easiest path right like yeah there's uh why swim why swim upstream when downstream will do it for you right like yep. it, it's it's the easier path and it it sucks because a lot of uh a lot of policy policies are written a lot of legal policies are written based off of off of notions that are not true based off of people's laziness yeah it and and it, it affects those of us who might have some skin in the game a lot of people who are lazy and don't do their research and don't want to bother seeing or like coming up with a good argument end up writing a policy that affects the people that are directly involved in in whatever policy that they're writing right non-gun owners oftentimes are the ones who write gun laws so it it, it doesn't make any sense it's kind of like you know, going to your mechanic and asking them like, "Hey, I have a headache. What should I take?" Yeah. Should you be going to a fucking mechanic? No, you should probably go to a fucking doctor. Yeah. But you know, it's the easier, it's the easiest thing to do. It just is. Yeah, I mean, I. It's like I, I don't smoke weed. I smoked weed a few times in my life, and I realized that that wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. But, I listen to people that don't smoke weed talk about weed and it makes me laugh every time yeah same here it makes me laugh because i'm like you don't know what it does except for the negativity and that's all you're paying attention to right and in a job i used to work at for five years Mm -hmm. that's one thing my manager taught me if someone tells you something negative about somebody that's all you're going to see in that person Mm -hmm. regardless what good they do Mm -hmm. you know 
And that's the same thing with anything. Uh, people that smoke weed, like to do shrooms, acid, shoot guns, uh, whatever the case may be, you know. If someone tells you, well, these are the bad things about it, so here's the cons, you already forgot about the pros. Like, yeah. You know? Or and, you might not even be aware of the pros. Yeah. Is there oh, yeah, anything exactly. That, yeah. So you're so fixated on <clears throat> on all the negativity. Well, guns kill people. Mm-hmm. Well, people always get robbed with guns. This and that. But you're not listening to the stories of the man that was about to get robbed shoot the robber with his gun and saved his family from being killed. Right. Then that that's that's an excellent point because uh, again, I mean, the, the news will only ever show you all the bad things that people with guns do. But what they don't show you is that statistically speaking, there's anywhere from five hundred thousand to two million events in the United States alone where somebody has either stopped the crime from happening or saved their own lives by somehow using a gun. This is not this does not mean by shooting a gun. This means by either pulling out, out their gun yep. and showing it, which is called brandishing a gun, or by shooting yeah. a gun at a bad guy. Yeah. That's what they don't show you, right? If you look at the numbers, right, in a year, 10,000 people killed by, by, by guns. Now, that number is really broad. It doesn't show you the specifics. Were they bad guys? Half of them. That's 50%. Yeah. Were they drug dealers? Another half. That's another 50%. You know, like the, the, the number, you can trickle down the numbers to where it's very few, you know, uh, uh, innocent lives are lost by gun use. But the statistics are, the statistics are really broad. Yeah. Right? I think, yeah, well, with statistics, I think it just depends on who's trying to prove what point because if exactly. i'm the person trying to prove that guns are worth having around mm-hmm. and you're the person worth uh trying to prove the worth of a gun is not what it is you're going to look for any way to make your poll look better than my poll so if i right yeah you know if i say like well if you really look at it uh only this much percent of people died uh because someone robbed them but if you look at this percent all the people that saved themselves, their family, or a stranger mm-hmm. from being robbed, killed, or murdered um, is higher. So the rate right there would be, it, yeah, it's worth having a weapon or owning a weapon. And then you turn around and be like, no, 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 look, this is what I read. This is what I did. People are dying left and right getting shot by a gun. But you're not breaking it down to, okay, was that a good guy, an innocent bystander? Was that the police. bad guy? A yeah. police? Yeah, police. Um, was that suicide? Like you're yeah. not you're not defining what you're really looking into as of uh, why you shouldn't own a gun. You're just right. yeah. okay. Okay, well this this guy died. You didn't. You're not explaining how he died. Did he yeah. suicide? Was he murdered? Was he a bad guy? Was he, was he trying was to be a bad guy? Crime? Was he a cop? Yeah, was he a cop? Yeah. In the you know shot in the line of duty. Yeah, these. Uh, it's just a, yeah. a gun was involved. And someone died bad exactly yeah regardless of the situation exactly yeah and that's what people you know that's that that's where those numbers you know become really skewed because you know are you gonna do do research and further dig into the fact that you know in into the uh the details of of the studies yeah no most people don't why because it's it's easier not to it's so much easier just to hear the voice coming out of the out of the tv or out of the computer or out of the phone saying guns bad yeah guns equal bad you know 
and um, yeah, it's 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 really sad. Um, uh, one point I did want to touch on was uh, the Second Amendment. Yeah. Uh, there's a reason why we have it. Uh, this is what it states: a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. You know, if you if you talk to scholars or anybody who's ever studied the Constitution, don't trade on and, me, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, and 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 the Bill of Rights. <clears throat> um, everybody has a different interpretation of what that means, how the the founding fathers intended it. If you do further research, you can find out what exactly they intended it to mean. Yeah. But if you're looking at it on face value, the way it's written, if you're right, if you're if you're reading it in a monotone voice, it doesn't really make all that much sense. Yeah. But if you do research and you start to go back and you see the founding fathers, look at what they went through. They went through a revolutionary war. Why? Because we were under the rule of a king without any representation. We did not want that. We wanted to be free. We wanted to be not governed by a monarch. Monarchs are not chosen by the people. They are born into their into in, into um, uh, into their roles as uh, as rulers. Right. We wanted to have a system where the people elected what's best for them, not where just some random person that was born into the right bloodline came around. So we decided to secede from from uh, from from the British uh, uh, from the British Empire. Uh, our, uh, when we were establishing our new constitution, our new government, our founding fathers found it necessary to say the reason we got out of this bind, the reason our revolution was successful was because we all owned guns yeah. in the colonies. Everybody had guns for self-defense because in those early days, in those early years, uh, there wasn't a military or police force in the colonies. Right. Right? So who are you going to call when fucking Peter Smith from across the street decides to rob you? Nobody. There's nobody to call. Yeah. So who are you going to have to depend on? Guess what? You're going to be de depending on one of these, right? Yeah. As I'm holding my 12-gauge uh, shotgun. Um, and you just cocked that with one hand and I, that was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, obviously this is just audio, so I just want people to know. Yeah. Um, um, so, so that's how, you know, again, if you go back to the history and, and you see this is what the founding fathers went through, they wanted to make sure that nobody would have to go through that later on, right? So that's why they established the Second Amendment. They said, hey, in the future, we want people to be able to take care of themselves. There's not always a police force that's available to you, right? You and me, we live, we live, you know, uh, in major cities where we have our own police departments. But there's people who live, like, in the fucking boonies, where yeah. the, the nearest police or law enforcement officer, whether it's a sheriff or a police department um, uh, employee or a police department uh, law enforcement or or uh, a hi highway patrolman can be up to an hour away because you're so far from 
from the uh, uh, from the precinct or or whatever their headquarters is. Yeah. yeah, right. So what are you gonna do if somebody comes you know to your door and they're saying like, hey, let me in or I'm gonna fucking kill you, or yeah. they're trying to get in because they're gonna, gonna try to kill you. Yeah. Hey, call the cops all you want, man. But if if the bad guy has a gun and it's gonna take the cop an hour to get there, guess what's gonna happen to you? You're gonna fucking die. You're in a lose situation. Yeah, you're not gonna win. So the founding fathers thought to themselves, hey, you know what? Maybe our citizens should be able to own their firearms so they can defend themselves. Now, specifically, the way it was written, the Second Amendment means, you know, in case somebody does try to take over the United States or the United States government itself tries to impose laws um, that are unjust onto the people, we have some kind of way to retaliate. You know, I hear a lot of people that are going to make it, I can already hear it. There's people are going to come back. Well, the, the government has, or the military has tanks and, and fucking fighter jets. I'm like, all right, you're right. They do. But you know, fucking the Viet Cong didn't have anything but fucking AK 47s. And somehow, the United States, the most powerful fucking country in the world at that time during the 1970s or during the late 60s and uh, late 70s, somehow still lost that fucking that fucking war. Yeah. You know, and it wasn't the only one. We've lost several wars after that. And Iraq is still a fucking mess. And what do they have? They don't have tanks. They don't have jet, jet, jet fighters either. Right. Yeah. We have them. Somehow we're losing to them. Right. So anytime anybody ever wants to make an argument with, with you, whoever's listening to this podcast right now. Anytime anybody says the government has more guns and uh, uh, better technology than the common person, just tell them, go back to Vietnam. Go back to Vietnam, and who won? It wasn't the United States. It was the, Viet the Vietnamese who kicked us out, right? They ended up splitting Vietnam into two places, North Vietnam and uh, South Vietnam. And there's a reason for it, because we were... We thought we were all, you know, powerful and mighty. We had the numbers. We had the guns. We had the ships and the, you know, the planes. The, the planes. We had, you know, napalm and all that shit. The plane bus, the plane. <laughs> the plane bus, the plane. Um, and somehow we lost. To yeah. people who were, who had fucking um, booby traps in the jungle and, uh, and AK-47s. That's, walking into someone's yard you don't know nothing about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know. I mean, the whole amendment, man, like, I, what pisses me off is when people are like, it's outdated. No, it's not outdated. It's not. How could it's it be? Not, it's not forming to what you want. Exactly. And that's, and that's it. That's, 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 I, I don't own guns. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, not necessarily not care for guns, but if I did own guns, if I became a gun owner, this stuff would affect me. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And I know that some of these laws have affected you. Oh, yeah. Big you time. Know? And people that don't own guns and, and want to be all against guns, it's like, don't talk about something you don't, don't know nothing about. Shoot a gun. Understand what the gun is. Understand yeah. what, it, what having I... a gun is meant for. Not just look at it one way solid all the way through this is it this is this is the only picture we see then this goes for everything mm -hmm. you know just because i own a gun and you own a gun and i do something different because of you 
you can't hold the other guy accountable for my actions. It's exactly, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh it's that old analogy like so because a drunk driver you know killed somebody while he was drunk driving, does that mean that everybody should have their license taken away? Well, that's stupid too. Like I don't hear no one screaming over fucking banning alcohol. Alcohol is one of the leading fucking causes of uh, teenage death. Yeah. More more teens die from uh, from ingesting alcohol than almost any other fucking yeah. Uh, reason. Yeah, I'm actually going to apologize because yeah. I, I should have done my research and I wanted to bring this up. Was the whole alcohol, how, much, how many people die during, like, because of alcohol? Mm-hmm. How many people are dying because of smoking cigarettes? And how, much, how many people die because of guns? Oh, yeah. You know? Those you are... You don't hear no one screaming, ban cigarettes. You nope. don't hear no one screaming, ban alcohol. Nope. Nope. You know? Yeah, if you want to get really down and dirty with the numbers... Um, what, what's the, every commercial with alcohol say? Drink responsibly. Drink responsibly. Right? Responsible is a key word in that. Exactly. Most own a people gun. aren't. Own a gun responsibly. Exactly. I I I am. Cigarettes. I, you're just I, a dumbass. Uh, I'm sorry. I know you like smoking cigarettes. I, yeah, bro. and I do smoke and get and and I will tell you cigarettes. this. I am a fucking idiot. Yeah, because I, I shouldn't had a cigar, be man. I had a cigar just a Did couple of weeks ago. Huh? And it was me and I'm not gonna name my other two buddies, but they know who they are. Um, we all smoke cigars, and one of my buddies was acting like he was like high because he got lightheaded. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and as I mean, I was drinking. We were all drinking. Yeah. At the bars, and we were smoking the cigars, thinking we are all cool. And I got, I had two beers and the cigar, and I was, like, I had, like, 36 beers. Like, I was like, mm. oh, fuck. Oh, it gets you lightheaded, yeah. Yeah, you know, and I, I liked that it got me lightheaded. Mm-hmm. I'm not a cigarette smoker at all. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking hate smoking now. I used to smoke a lot of hookah back in the day. Mm-hmm. But that goes a cigar, and it didn't taste bad. It was just the next day, dog. It was just uh, this taste, oh, yeah. this thick taste yeah. in my mouth. I do not kiss thick. my. I do thick. not kiss my I wife. I want to clear that. Yeah, thick. <laughs> that sounded like dick. It was a thick, thick taste. Yeah, in my mouth. No, yeah, I don't kiss uh, my wife after I've had a long night of drinking and smoking because I can smoke. I can very easily smoke a pack in a night. Yeah, uh, the if, next if, day if, though, if, if I'm drinking, yeah, but the, the next day. My voice is really fucked up. My, yeah, my voice was messed up. Yeah, my I'm coughing was up a yellow. Lung. Yeah. Nice. He's sick. Yeah. He's yeah. Sick. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably yeah. fucked up his stomach. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, I don't get any of that stuff anymore just because I've, I've been smoking for so long. Yeah. But, yeah, it's 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 not a smart thing to do. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of, of smoke. I, I, I smoke because I like to, but at the same time, I know that it's, it's fucking up my lungs. Right. I can feel it. You know yeah. what I mean? I... Uh, at work, you know, if I have to walk up like four flights of stairs, I'm fucking toast. I'm done. Tell you, you know? man. Cardio, baby. Oh, dude, yeah. And and don't get me wrong. I've been working out. Uh, this past month has been really fucked up. but um, So I haven't been going to the gym very often. But um, that's what I primarily do is I, I'll run at least, in the very least, 30 minutes a day. And yeah. it's like a light jog uh, because my, again, because my, my lungs are so messed up yeah. that... I can only do a very light jog, but it, you know, yeah. it, oh, well, it you, helps. You, you know me pretty much. My, I'm like literally like my whole adult life. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see me get into my fitness and eating mm-hmm. better. And I got into good shape. Oh, yeah. Doing cardio, riding bikes, hiking, mm-hmm. going to the gym on a daily basis. 
And then, I, I don't know, man, I felt like Forrest Gump. I was just doing all this, and then, wait, he's stopping. He's going to say something. I think I'm tired. I think I'm going to go home. <laughs> you know? And, Love that. and then Love getting that back into, like, I stopped, man. I stopped for like six months. And Did you? Jesus. I, I shot up from being 160 to 200 pounds. You know? Holy fuck, and dude. I a, yeah, I shot up to being a big boy. Right now, I think I'm, a, I'm I lost about 20 pounds. I'm like 180 something. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm like at 180. Something. I'm eating better now. I'm uh, uh, I'm making my own food now. I'm not going out and eating all the time. I cut the the drinking down. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm trying to get back into like being in shape. Yeah, yeah. See, that also helps. Yeah, but I know we went off topic, but um, no, it's fine. No worries. Uh, last question, actually, I want to ask you before we end this. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you mind naming all the the guns you own? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll name a few. Um, I have, like I think everybody else, I have a Glock, I have a Beretta, I have a 1911, an AR-15, the Mossberg, I have a Ruger, I have a few. I have a, I have a few more that I'd rather not mention, but... Um, yeah. Just because the list list is gonna get a lot longer, but yeah, um, they're all good guns. They're I, beautiful uh, guns, man. I wish you guys yeah. could see them. They're they're like you ever see that one scene in, in Punisher <laughs> where the guy's sitting at the table and is like just panning towards him mm-hmm. over the table and all the guns are laid out. I mean, he, this guy's weapons are just like nicely nicely displayed. Yeah, um, I actually have a favorite one. It's actually the. What is that? Is that the nine millimeter? I'm sorry, might be wrong on that. The, the Glock. The, the, yeah, the Glock, one? the yeah. second one, yeah, uh, with so. the silver, the silver top and the black handle. Yeah, that's my favorite one, man. It reminds me of a Desperado. Yeah, yeah, awesome yeah. movie. Um, By the way, that's where I got my, my uh, fascination with guns was Desperado. Just a. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's actually my my favorite movie of all time is uh, Desperado. Yeah. Um, not the reason I got into guns, but it's definitely a good uh, a good movie if you're a gun a gun person yeah. uh, who likes uh, who likes to shoot shoot 'em up movies. Yeah, I try to get firearms that are uh, a little bit more readily available, a little bit more popular. They tend to be easier to fix, um, and uh, you know, tons of aftermarket parts. Uh, if I had if I had a lot more money, I'd probably get a lot more expensive, more rare or unique guns. But so if if money wasn't an object, right? Mm-hmm. What gun would you own? One gun that you one, would want. Like, one gun that you uh, would want. I that you know you can't afford now. But if money was not an object, what would it be? What would it be? What would it be? It's actually a gun that's probably going to be really expensive um uh or i should say for reasons not of the type of gun it was but but because of who owned it uh i'm a big john wayne fan oh, nice. so he has like a huge john wayne had a huge collection of uh cowboy action and military uh uh guns right but his uh cowboy action guns are probably his most popular ones and are like in the hundred probably in like the tens of thousands of dollars uh guns that he used on specific movies um but yeah if money wasn't an object just for the collector value of it i would definitely go for 
maybe his like peacemaker that he used in um i don't know in uh uh any of his cowboy action movies yeah like those were all i th- i'm a huge fan of those personally i think i would want to own the 50 cal sniper oh yeah i think just a fucking straight hard on bro yeah those aren't that bad um on price so yeah. i mean if if you can afford a small car you could probably afford one of those Pretty for the fucking life I'm living, bro. Right? Yeah. Every yeah. Bu- how much is every bullet? I know every bullet's like a fucking. Uh, they range. So, uh, bullet prices are like are uh, uh, ammo prices or like gas prices. Yeah. They have their seasons where they go up and then they go down. Right. Um, but average, look at spending about six to seven dollars per fifty cal round. Um, so I know you're telling me to give up a burger a day. Yeah, pretty much. Or a burger around. Yep, yeah. around. Well, I mean, if money wasn't an object, I guess it's whatever. But uh, yeah, yeah, money is definitely an object. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I got to shoot a fifty cal. It's um, it was inside of an indoor range, so it wasn't the greatest. But I, I'd like to shoot it outdoors. I think oh, that's man, that'd be fucking dope. Yeah, you know, just, you know just I got, to see if I can hit something. Yeah, you know where I got my, like that that whole thing was. Uh, remember that movie Jackal with uh. Mm. Who who played in it? Um, Bruce Willis. Yeah, and when Jack he, Black. Yeah, and Jack Black. When he, he put that fifty cal on a on a machine, yeah, I was like, man. And then he he used it. I was like, damn, that is crazy. Mm-hmm. But just the that visual of what that gun can do. Oh yeah. To, I, if anyone has not seen that movie called The Jackal, uh, it's a movie about an assassin uh, that plays. It's played by Bruce Willis, and uh, Jack Black is a. Uh, is a guy that built the gun for him mm. on a machine, and uh, Bruce Willis in a scene. Spoiler alert, by the way, tells him to hold out a pack of cigarettes, right? And he asks him, "Are you sure this this gun's calibrated?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm 100% sure." And he asks him, "Pull, put the cigarettes out." And he knows he's nervous as hell, and that thing's off by like mm. what, like a, a foot or something? Like three feet. Yeah, yeah and it blows Shoots off. It blows off his off. arm, man. I'm like, oh man, that yeah. gun is crazy, bro. Yeah. I need that. Yeah, that gun was uh, it was designed to stop uh, an engine. Yeah. That that round, so it uh, yeah, when you shoot it, if you hit even through the I, engine block, it will stop that. I engine. mean, I know you shot one, but I, I just imagine what it feels like to shoot that. And it feels like God busting a fat ass nut, bro. <laughs> it's not that bad. Boom. Most uh, most 50 caliber uh, rifles that are designed yeah. uh, f- to shoot 50 caliber are uh, designed to mitigate the recoil. Yeah. So they either have compensators or uh, or they're, they're called either brakes or compensators. It's a device at the end of the barrel that um, uh, that forces the gas that's released when the bullet is fired or comes out of the barrel so that it um it counters the recoil right so and then there's even further designs where there's like springs built into the butt stocks or springs built into the machine itself that will um make the gun much softer to shoot so it's actually more enjoyable than you would think right um for as far as for fifty, uh, for for the fifty, uh, uh, the fifty caliber, yeah. uh, the fifty BMG. You know, you know what's another weapon I think I would love to have, is the the gun from uh, Dusto Don that uh, Sex Machine owned. 
Oh yeah, the one, the, oh, the, yeah. the cock gun. Yeah, twin. Uh, uh, what is it? Twin cylinder. Fucking. Uh, if you look at that gun now, and like that gun doesn't make sense how it shoots. It doesn't. Well, it, yeah, it's it's definitely built as a prop. Yeah, it's yeah. not a working. It's not a working prop. So if you guys never seen Dust Till Dawn, first of all, you guys should go watch that movie because it's just a, a classic '90s, '80s kind of horror theme. Mm-hmm. And there's this guy that has a gun. Selma Hayek is in her prime and does the most erotic fucking dance. She'll put Britney Spears' uh, oh. slave to you to shame oh, with a snake, baby. Fuck any of these fucking girls, man. Like, she takes the cake Play with a snake. with my snake. And if you like tequila, you're going to like the, the ending of that yeah. scene. So, yeah. So, it's the... Uh, it's a, it's a classic horror movie uh, mm-hmm. about vampires, but there's a scene uh, where this guy takes somebody's beer, I think, right? No, is it a beer? I don't know what happens. I forgot. I got to go back to actually and watch it. But yeah, uh, he has a whip. Yeah, he has a gun over his crotch, and the guy takes out a knife, and he looks down at his crotch, and his crotch opens up this gun, pulls out this gun, and uh, it was just like one of those stupidest scenes I've ever seen in my life that was so hilarious. I'm like... Yeah. If that thing is real and it legit works, I want one. Definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a de- not, it, that movie it's is not definitely. A real gun, though. Yeah, but um, I know <laughs> I can tell you it's not a real yeah. gun, but they made it look really cool. That was pretty cool, but um, yeah, but yeah, dude, if you're talking about like like fire uh, movie firearms, oh, dude, the the guns from Equilibrium are probably the oh, yeah. coolest sidearms that I've the, ever what, fucking seen. Like, Desert Eagles or something? No, they were Berettas, just like Berettas. Oh. Yeah, they were Berettas, but they were the Beretta M9R, which is the um, the full auto or select fire. Um, and but they were heavily modified for the movie. They were aesthetically modified, but yeah, they're um, select fire, which means semi-auto or full auto or safe. Yeah. So, yeah, those are those. I would I would kill for one of those motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, man, I uh, we got to the end of the podcast. This might have been a little longer, might be a little shorter than usual. I don't know until I actually go back and edit this. But um, just first of all, thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for talking about guns. Um, yeah, no problem. I think this uh, podcast was very important for at least for me, information-wise, and uh, knowing how much you respect owning a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think hopefully people that don't own guns can see that view of mm-hmm. how much you respect owning a, a gun and then um yeah if I anything hope so ho- hopefully we answer some some questions that people might may have had or have yeah um again man thank you for being on my podcast um brian thank you for having me over at your house actually we're recording this at your house and let me tell you guys if you guys are enjoying this podcast it actually has an instagram i'm gonna be a whore and uh Tell you guys exactly where you guys can follow me. It's actually the same as my Twitter account for this podcast, which is M U R D A double G underscore podcast. Um, if you guys ain't following me, go ahead and uh, look me up on Instagram or Twitter. Send me guys uh, your questions or or things you guys want to hear about, man. Maybe maybe I can get somebody on here and and answer you guys' stuff. Um, again, man, I'm just having fun with this and. It's just a good time with the friends that I know. I have a lot of interesting friends with interesting things they they do. And this is going to just keep going. I'm trying to release a podcast twice a month. I don't want to overwhelm you guys with this. 
And uh, I appreciate you guys for listening, and I'll catch you guys later. Again, thank you, Brian. Yeah, no problem. All right, guys, have a good day.